Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? What's up, everyone? My name is Najee Adams, and I'm one half of the dynamic hosting duo of the Hoopball Nets podcast right here in the Hoopball Podcast Network. Myself, along with my best friend, Hunter Jacobs, cover everything about New York's best basketball team. Sorry, Knicks fans. Join us as we journey into a new era of Nets basketball with superstars Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant while having a whole lot of fun along the way. As your one-stop shop for all things Nets, we've got it all. From their title odds next season, all the way to what we think their NBA 2K rating should be. Just two native New Yorkers talking about Brooklyn hoops. What could be better? Swing us a follow at Hoopball Nets on Twitter and subscribe to the show everywhere that podcast can be found. We've got Brooklyn Grit. Come show us you do too. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patra, flying solo uh, to break down this Friday, September 18th card for you guys. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, some showdown action going if you're playing on FanDuel. They have that available on DK. And uh, we got DK also continuing with their two-day slates. So we'll have the Denver-LA game and then the uh, the back half of uh, that will be on Saturday with the Boston-Miami game. So uh, we'll touch on both of these slates. You know, Obviously, the showdown slate is going to be a little bit... Uh, pretty much conglomerated with a little bit of this uh, two-game card. Uh, but nonetheless, you will hear some of my top options uh, in that Denver-LA game, guys. I'd be looking to target in the showdown slate, uh, generally keeping the same strategy with these playoffs. Uh, but before we do decide to jump into anything, get straight down into business, uh, just a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsors, and especially this one that I am awfully excited about. And I'm sure you guys all know about VPN uh, VPN, and how it protects your privacy and security online. Uh, but what I didn't know recently, and it's taken my TV watching to a whole new level, is that you can use VPN to unlock movies and TV shows that are only available in other countries. Uh, so I talked about in this last show, and over the, la- over the weekend, I started binge-watching Doctor Who on the UK Netflix. It was simple. I just fired up my ExpressVPN app. Changed my location to the UK, refreshed Netflix, and that was it. Boom, I had, I was, I had Doctor Who available. Uh, so if you don't know, uh, ExpressVPN hides your IP address, lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You could choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries that we have available. Uh, you know, For example, if you love anime, I know there's a lot of anime lovers out there. You can use ExpressVPN to access all the Japanese Netflix and just be spirited away with every t- possible TV show you want to watch. Uh, but it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, uh, even more. So there are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN is to watch shows, and it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering. There's no lag, and you can stream it into HD without a single problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, so whether it's your phone, your media console, your smart TV, maybe it's an iPad, whatever you're watching on, uh, you can watch with ExpressVPN on the go or on the big screen. So check them out, guys. Uh, you will not be disappointed. So check them out and use that, uh, that, that uh, promo code. It's express-vpn, or actually, I'm sorry, expressvpn.com slash hoopball. So I'll say that one more time, expressvpn.com slash hoopball. And now we'll jump right into this, guys. I mean, we got some business to get to. So we're talking about this showdown slate. 
first game of the night. It's going to be Denver versus, uh, and it's the only game of the night. <laughs> but if you're playing that two-game slate, uh, we know that we have that Saturday game as well. But Denver versus L.A., this game's coming in at a 212-and-a-half game total. So it's a half point up from last night. Uh, Lakers are being favored by seven points in this one. So we touched on this game uh, a little bit last night when I was doing the show with Aaron, kind of gave a lot of our thoughts, and, and not much of those thoughts have really changed. So uh, the way I've really been attacking a lot of these showdown slates in the playoffs is primarily the way I attack most showdown slates anytime I play them. I, don't, you know, I, I say that with the caveat of I'm not a huge showdown slate guy. I'm a, mo- uh, a you know, mass multi-enter GPP type of guy. And, you know, showdown slates, they're profitable. You can definitely make money on them. I've done it. It's just, you know, you're splitting it. There's not that many combinations that you can get away with. So just be prepared. Don't overly invest into these showdown slates. Take your advantage on the two-game slates. I think that's uh, you know, a little bit more of lineup differentiation we can get involved with. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I'll start with this Denver team, kind of the guys I am looking at and targeting. Uh, you know, Jokic, Jamal Murray, those two guys are at the top of the uh, top of the lineup when we're looking at this Denver team, both priced up. Jokic just and Murray, respectively, coming off an amazing game seven that we got to see. Uh, Jokic triple doubling just like none other, putting up a massive 75 DK points. And, you know, the hot the Nuggets are hot. Jokic is hot. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say don't play Jokic, especially when you're looking at these slates. You want to try to get these studs in there. Uh, but he's not a guy that I'm going to be rostering in my captain spot. And same thing can be said with Jamal Murray. Uh, I generally like to spend down on the captain spot on a guy that I think has some has enough upside for me. Um, we'll get to him on the other side of the ball. Uh, I want to get as many studs as possible. It's just that simple. Do I prefer these two studs? I actually prefer both L.A. studs over Jokic and Murray. But if you can get one of these guys in there alongside of them, just do it. Uh, we know that the just thinking of Denver as a whole and their upsides, floors, and ceilings, there's nobody on the team that is even relatively close to these two guys that can come into comparison with them. So if I had to pick one guy I like more than the other, I would probably say it's going to be Murray. I know Jokic has been balling out. I just you know generally like to target L.A. with point guards. I don't love Murray's price tag but on this showdown slate. That kind of gets thrown out the window a little bit. So, um, and, th- and that's probably it. I mean, you know, I, I – talked about guys like Millsap, Grant, and Plumley. Those are my peripheral plays. I wouldn't mind a little Gary Harris. Um, but I don't think I'm going to be going uh, with Michael Porter Jr. unless I'm just kind of, you know, loading up on Lakers guys. I want one or two. Uh, you know, maybe I'm pairing it with like a Millsap and a Porter Jr. I think Porter Jr. makes a lot of sense if you're going with the game script that this game can get out of hand. Lakers get up quickly uh, and get up early. And if that's the case, we should see Porter Jr. be injected into this lineup and kind of be like a little spark plug for him, guy that can score very quickly in bunches, but he's a defensive liability, so don't expect him to play too many minutes in a close game. Um, yeah, and I, I think this is kind of the territory where we're going to start to see Plumlee get his minutes increased slightly. We just know how big L.A. plays. I know In that last series against Houston, uh, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard got played off of the court, and that's kind of why we see Markeith Morris come into play, but it's a different scenario. There's bigs here in Denver. They're going to have to play these two guys, and if that's the case, you know, between Howard, McGee, and Davis, uh, Plumlee should be seeing anywhere between uh, 10 to 20 minutes. I'd probably have him pegged smack dab in the middle, right around that 14 to 16 mark, which doesn't sound great. But, you know, it's a guy that's, you know, minimum salary, bottom of the barrel type price tag and could easily pay that off uh, in this sort of matchup. I believe he's averaging a little over 20 DK points against uh, this L.A. team this season in three matchups, uh, averaging about 18.6 minutes per game, averaging 22 DK points. So. So there's some meat on the boat in that one. I, I don't mind looking at him for some value. And I talked about Millsap. 
Uh, this is the you know, kind of that matchup we were waiting for. I don't think it's a picture perfect. We know uh, LA's defense is elite. They've had the best defense in the bubble thus far, but they play bigger as well. And anytime we're talking about a team playing bigger, it, it makes sense for Millsap to kind of sniff some court. And, you know, we look at some of these other series that, you know, in Denver, they were playing small teams. Um, you know, they went against the Jazz in the first series. Ingles at the four, limited Millsap's minutes. Uh, they come out and face the Clippers. Clippers generally play pretty small. Marquise, uh, Marcus Morris a little bit bigger. Uh, but otherwise, they're, they're playing pretty small. So, you know, these haven't been the right series for Millsap. This one's getting a little bit closer. So is he a smash park, uh, smash out of the park, home run type play? Uh, not necessarily. He's a GPP type play. We know that he has a low floor that could be involved with him, but he also has a decent upside and uh, minutes equal buddy. So I don't mind taking a shot at Millsap, uh, knowing that I can feel a little bit more comfortable thinking that he's going to get a couple more minutes because of this matchup. Uh, Will Barton is still away from the team, so he's not going to be an option. So for me, um, you know, this goes for the the showdown slate. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking to get one of these two guys between Murray and Jokic in there. I'll be playing some Millsap. I'll be playing Plumlee if I need the value. And, uh, yeah, I don't mind looking at a guy like Porter Jr. in the right game script. Grant's always a solid play. Uh, not a guy that I'm necessarily trying to force in there. I expect him to spend a lot of time on LeBron, and if that's the case, he's going to have to play big minutes. But uh, he really needs the defensive stats and a couple of rebounds to fall his way to pay off that price tag. And then I guess uh, from there, um, you know, we'll transition just kind of into this, uh, you know, main card, just because I already, I already gave my take on these L.A. guys. I'm playing Davis. I'm playing LeBron. Oh, I, I guess I should get a little bit more in depth. And I'm playing Rondo. Uh, Rondo is coming in right now. He's questionable. He's been dealing with back soreness. I, I expect him to fully play. Um, you know, 26 to 30 minutes is probably what I would expect from him. Uh, we Deion Waiter's still uh, doubtful for this game, so don't expect him back just yet. But Rondo is kind of criminally underpriced. He makes a lot of sense in that captain spot. It allows us to pay up for these other studs. Still has a good upside. We've seen three games in a row in that Houston series. We almost dropped 40 DK points. And yeah, that's a much better series and a much better matchup. Uh, but there's still plenty of meat on the bone for Rajon Rondo. And that, that price tag allows us to get those studs. So sign me up. Uh, probably won't be going to too much Kuzma. Or, you know, Danny Green sometimes makes it worse work. And like I said, just be cautious with that Markeith Morris minutes with those other two studs. Uh, studs, I mean, bigs coming back in Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Those guys will probably siphon some of the minutes away. Uh, that's kind of where those allotments for Morris came from once those guys got off the floor. Uh, and with that one, we will transition now to uh, to this main card. But before we jump into it, just another quick shout-out to one of our presenting sponsors. Go check out my bookie guys. If you haven't already, I'm sure most of you after listening to this show have, and I'm sure you guys are all smart enough to use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, to get 100% match on your deposit. And that's just free money, guys. So if you haven't been taking advantage of the free money contest that they've been having over there, take advantage with the deposit bonus. Get that free money. Spend it nicely. We have football all day on Sunday. We have basketball on the weekend. We baseball every it's just wild wild world of sports so jump in there guys you can even parlay multiple sports multiple teams get involved with this it's a weird time in sports we'll probably never have another betting experience like this one take advantage now with that being said let's transition to this two-day main slate uh now everything i just said about joker to murray throw it right out the window i don't think i'll be playing either one of these guys in the main slate if i had to pick one it would be murray uh but you know i just don't love this matchup for Denver right now. And I'm not saying that they can't take a few games from LA. Uh, not saying that at all. They're coming in hot. They're coming in with momentum. Uh, but they got plenty of bodies to throw at Jokic. It's, you know, I, I talk about attacking the Clippers and it's with the bigs, it's with centers. And that's kind of where I was jumping on my Jokic bandwagon. But now he's priced up at 10 6. It's actually more than Anthony Davis, I believe, on this slate. So 
you know, it, it's kind of hard for me to just immediately gravitate towards that, knowing he's going to have a little bit of a tougher matchup. Murray's priced up at 8,600 as well. Uh, not a bad price tag for how well this guy's been shooting the ball in the bubble, but it's a steep one. Um, it definitely is a steep one. You know, in, in four games against the Lakers this season, he's averaging about 35 DK points in 34 minutes, and he'll play more than 34 minutes. He'll probably be touching that 38, 39 mark almost, but you know, not leaving a lot of meat left on the bone for us uh, at that $8,600 price tag. So I don't see myself getting too many shares of either one of these guys. I kind of said my piece with Michael Porter Jr. Uh, it's all about the game script with him. If you think it's going to be a close game, I wouldn't be playing him. If you think it's going to get out of hand early, uh, that's the type of scenario where I do want to have some shares of Porter Jr. Um, Gary Harris, he's a solid price tag, $4,900. Uh, smack on, giving us, you know, double-digit shot attempts over the past two games, 37-plus minutes in both those games. So, uh, the floor is getting a little bit high up there now, 27 and 31 DK points. So I don't mind playing some Gary Harris at 4,900. It's not going to be an easy matchup going against Danny Green but and Caldwell Pope. But, you know, they need some shooters. They need some scorers. They're going to have to try to get their three balls off against this Lakers team. I mean, getting into the paint on, the th- on this team is not going to be easy. And even when you do get to the paint, you got JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis kind of waiting for us. So I expect the shooters uh, to take advantage of this L.A. team. That's kind of where I'd be looking. Uh, and then, just like I said before, the other two options I'd be looking at would be Paul Millsap for the same exact reasons. I think 4500 is a fantastic price for him. And Plumley at $3,100. Uh, I definitely don't mind getting some shares of both of those guys. I don't think I'll have too much Grant just because I'll be playing a little bit more Millsap. I don't mind him. I think the ceiling's a little lower, but the floor is also higher than Millsap. So Grant feels like the, the safer cash play, uh, while Millsap makes sense in tournaments. And then sliding over to the L.A. side of things. Uh, you know, I told you guys it's Davis, it's LeBron. I'll be playing both these guys and plenty of them. Uh, and then I'll definitely be looking at getting some Rondo in there as well. Other than that, you know, I could see looking at Howard and McGee. They should play a little bit more dark throws. Um, I think I prefer a guy like Plumlee just because I think he'll be lower owned when you're talking about a mid-salary type of guy that's also a center. I think just for an ownership standpoint, he'll be much lower owned than Howard and McGee. I think people, now that they're not playing Houston, will immediately look at these guys again. Um, and for that reason, I think I'll probably stick with Plumlee, but I don't mind looking at Howard. I prefer Howard over McGee if I had to pick one. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it right there. You know, Danny Green's a guy that we land on, and if you land on him, sure, if he rounds out your lineup, it makes it work. Fantastic, but not a guy that I'm overly excited about that I'm going to be going out of my way to get a ton of shares of. It's just the floor is low unless he's hitting, you know, 8 to 10 shots. The ceiling could be pretty low as well. So I'll, I'll probably uh, – you know, not gonna say steer clear of Danny Green, but not a guy that I'm overly excited about playing. And we'll keep it moving to the next game. Now we have Boston Celtics going against Miami. This is going to be the Saturday game at 8:30 Eastern Standard Time. It will start. And we just saw a little preview uh, of what happened to this one tonight. Uh, it was, you know, Miami just came out and they just look like a different team than we've seen during the regular season. Things are clicking. They look smooth. Jimmy Butler making a great defensive play towards the end of the game to kind of seal it. Uh, and they ended up coming out with a win, 106-101. Um, looking at what Miami did, it was a lot of what me and Aaron talked about. And I, you know, I don't like to pat ourselves on the back, but i got to give Aaron some credit on here. He was hyping uh, Duncan Robinson pretty well, and he came out and shot the rock well. I think he hit four of his first three, or four three pointers in the first quarter uh, or the first half. It was one of those two. And you know, Duncan, when he gets hot, he gets hot. He played 32 minutes and they kept him in. Hit 18 shot, uh, 18 points, six of 12 shot attempts. All of those being three pointers, uh, two rebounds, four assists. You know, I don't, I don't mind going back to the well with him. I don't think you know it's going to be the same exact situation. I'm not sitting here expecting the same type of performance from him. 
but knowing that this slate is coming out a little bit early, uh, looking at his price tag, there's definitely some some meat on the bone in him at 4K. I will have some shares of Duncan Robinson. I think it's actually a $500 decrease uh, from the two-game slate that started today. Uh, I will continue playing Goran Dragic. I will continue playing Tyler Hero. These guys, I just think that they're, you know, as well and as well they're playing, and that even though the price tags are jumping up a little bit, it's still not high enough. It is still just not high enough. You know, Dragic led the team in scoring today. Didn't get a lot done in the peripheral stats, but for what he lacks in the peripheral stats, you see Tyler Hero make up. And Tyler Hero came out, played 32 minutes, four or 12 shooting, 11 points, uh, nine rebounds, five assists, and a steal. I'm I'm perfectly okay with these both these guys and uh, and then I'll be looking at Bam and it's I, you know I touched on this in the last show. This is a Bam matchup. This is a fantastic matchup for Bam. He came out and had a great game while Jimmy Butler kind of you know he sealed the he sealed the deal with a big play at the end of the game, but overall uh, struggled um, struggled in this one. You know, only shot four of eleven was a little bit uh, timid and it's like I said, it's a tough matchup for these guys on the perimeter. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler getting Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart thrown his way. It, it's just a plethora of options to gauntlet. Um, and for that reason, I'll, I'll take my shots at Bam, just holding down that center position against a weak front court and Daniel Tice, uh, getting Enos Canner off the bench. Uh, sign me up for that. You know, I'm all good. And they're almost, you know, the same exact price. So for those reasons, I'll probably lean, you know, Bam over Jimmy. I'm not going to mind it. If you do want to play Jimmy Butler, though, it's a good bounce back spot for him. Um, and, you know, we know what Jimmy Butler could do. There's no there's no question. This dude, he could take over a game. And when he decides to go, into, go over Jimmy mode. Uh, get out of the way. It's that simple. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and that's that's probably all I'm really looking at. I, you know, Jay Crowder at 5900. I don't mind it. I probably just prefer the Tyler Hero price tag for only 100 more. I get it if you need to forward power forward eligible. That helps. Uh, sure, why not? You know, great cash game option. I think that's probably where I'd lean towards him more. And other than that, I'm not playing really any of these other peripheral guys. So for me, it's just going to be Dragic. One of my top plays, I'll play Hero after him, and Bam's probably, you know, close second, right, with Hero. I like both of them a lot. Uh, Duncan Robinson is a fantastic value, I think, at that price tag at 4K. So I'll have some Duncan shares for the value play, and then I think Butler trickles in. Uh, but I don't, I'm not saying trickle in in a bad way. It's still Jimmy Butler, but I, I think I'll probably be under the field when it comes to ownership uh, in my tournaments for Jimmy Butler. Probably a better cash play for me. And then sliding over to the Boston side of things, and you know, frustrations mounting for this team. Uh, there's you know been talks that you know Marcus Smart was arguing with teammates in the locker room, screaming and cussing and swearing, stomped out of the locker room, took off, uh, and it, it, it's it looked like you know towards the end of the game, <laughs> the team wasn't even following. It looked like they just rolled over and gave up, uh, and that could have been what Marcus Smart is getting angry about. We know that he is a emotional player. He's a tough player who prides himself on defense and. You know, when you see low IQ plays like that happen and just, you know, it looks like your teammates just have nothing left in the tank. I can see where his frustration is mounting, but not a good look, not a good look. So, you know, Jason Tatum, he was my top play. Um, I talked about him on the last show. Did not give me the kind of performance I was completely expecting. Uh, only took 12 shot attempts, and I think that's the problem. Ended up getting to the line 11 times and knocked a lot of those down. Finished with 21 points, five rebounds, four assists. So, I'm going to go back to the well on this one, though. I don't mind going back to Tatum. This was the first game in three games uh, that he didn't hit double-digit rebounds. I would expect that to normalize. If he had another five, six rebounds, we're looking at a much better performance in this one. Um, you know, Also, would help if he had an extra 10 points. But So overall, it was an underwhelming performance from Jason Tatum, but I'm going back to the well on this one. I, I, I really do like him. 
Uh, Kemba Walker snapped out of his flunk. Shout out to my good buddy over there, Aaron, who mentioned him as a great tournament pivot uh, to Joel Goran Dragic, who I believe he did outscore because of his peripheral stats. Um, you know, I, I, I probably won't go back to this. I didn't play him um, on this slate today. So I don't think I'm going to start playing him again. You know, this is a great game by him, but I touched on it. He was a little bit more aggressive in this one, took 19 shot attempts, led the team in shot attempts, but he's been very passive. I, I, I'm still on the camp of I think his knee is bothering him more than he like, likes to let people think. Um, and for those reasons, I'll just keep playing guys like Brown and Tatum. Marcus Smart at 7K, he was fired up. If you want to go with the fired up narrative and think he's going to come out here and play a great game, sure. Uh, but I, I'm just probably not going to be playing too much Marcus Smart. I just at that price tag of 7K, give me Jalen Brown for only a few hundred dollars more, even Kemba for only $400 more. Uh, it's that simple for me. I, I'm not playing Marcus Smart. I probably won't have too many shares of Kemba. I will have Tatum. I will have Brown. Uh, I, I know people have been playing Brad Wanamaker for some value, and I see why. You know, he is one of the only guys off the bench that's getting any minutes. He played 24 minutes in this one. Uh, but the volumes is not there. So if it makes it work at that 3,500, I, I prefer a guy like Plumley. Again, I think ownership wise and everything else, I think they're very similar floors, very similar ceilings. So give me the guy that's going to be lower owned. Uh, and I'm perfectly okay with that. But I get it. Maybe it's in a guard spot that you need that value. So Wanamaker could be in play for that sole, sole reason. But Duncan Robinson is only $500 more. So I, I, I don't see myself landing there too, too much. And, uh, yeah, don't play Enos Canner. Don't play Robert Williams. Uh, if this team, shout out to Santino, uh, wants to start playing better, they need to play Grant Williams. He's just a difference maker for them that, you know, Canner and Tice can't give him with his speed and athleticism. Uh, allows him to kind of stick with Bam a little. Bam is a freak, man. He is playing out of his mind. So he should continue to do so, and this is the matchup to do so in. So. I think that is all I have for you guys. So a quick little breeze. Like I said, flying solo, only about a 20-minute podcast on this one. But I, I talk about a little bit of the showdown slate, how I would attack that Denver-LA game, that solo one, and then kind of how I'm going to attack this two-game slate as well. And it's very similar to the way I was attacking it last night with just a few little tweaks here and there. Uh, you know, guys actually getting a little bit cheaper too. So it allows me to kind of spend up in a little bit of different spots. So... That is all we have for you guys. Thank you for listening to us over here at DFS today. Before you take off, you can give us a little thumbs up, rate, review. It would be splendid for us. Uh, we check them every day and we see them, and it, it makes the world a difference to us when we get to see your guys' feedback and grow from it and learn from it uh, and present a better show to you every single day if we could. Uh, and then you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Apatra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, and I say we, not me. It'll be uh, Santino and Steve on breaking down that uh, Friday night card for you guys. And they'll probably do it in a very similar fashion as what we're doing right here. So we give you guys a little bit of both action. Uh, and that is it. So thank you guys for listening. As always, let's go crush some GPPs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.